You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your silly host, and with me, as always, is my partner, Rocco. Rocco. Rocco, who is still giving me his little Eeyore intro. And you know what that means? Even though we have guests in the studio today, he gave me the Eeyore bland response to drag down the beginning of the show. So that means you all have to suffer through the bad engineering joke of the week now. It's all Rocco's oh, fault. No. You're going to have to apologize <laughs> to our guests after this. So here we go, oh, folks. Oh, no, you remembered. Uh, oh, yeah. I ain't letting this go. All right. So here's your engineering joke of the week, all right? So so a, a programmer sitting at home, and his wife walks in the room, and she asks him, she goes, hey, would you mind going to the store and picking me up a loaf of bread? Oh, and if they have eggs, get a dozen. So the you know programmer says, no problem. He gets up. He goes to the store. He comes home a half hour later carrying 12 loaves of bread. And his wife looks at him and goes, why would you buy that? He goes, what? They had eggs. Think it through, Rocco. You'll get it. <laughs> the engineers out there get it. That's all good. <laughs> all right, folks. So we have double trouble on the show today. We have two guests who have both been on the podcast before, though not together. We've got Julie Kavarian and Craig Swearingen uh, from BricsCAD are both here. So thank you both for joining us today, guys. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Awesome. See, even even people who have been on the show before, they're just silly enough to keep coming back. And I don't know why, but I'll take Thank it. Thank you all for good. putting up with Jim's bad joke. Oh, it was not a bad. Well, it was a bad joke, but that's <laughs> not the point. It's supposed to be a bad joke. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, so what are we talking about? So. So. You know, our, our illustrious guests here are, are, are here to talk about the seemingly scary process of <laughs> migrating your company to a new CAD system. Um, and yes, I know that everybody out there just cringed at the thought of what that would entail. But Julie and Craig are going to help us navigate those mysterious waters and show us that changing to a better CAD setup isn't nearly as hard as you think it is. Uh, so before we get into that, let, let's get some background on our guests so that you guys can appreciate the brilliance and expertise that they're both bringing to the table on this topic. So, uh, Julie, all right, we'll go with you ladies first. Uh, so okay. why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what do you do over at Brixis? So my background, my degree is in architecture, and I worked for several different engineering and architectural firms in and around Chicago for many, many years. And I also spent time working in construction and real estate, mostly for home builders, both big and small, custom and production. I've also done some time at a couple of tech companies, one of the other big CAD companies and some other things. So I've kind of done a little bit of, of a lot of different things. And I've been with BricsCAD for about three years, and I'm currently the technical manager for North America. There you go. See, and I bet you Julie got my joke. I'm just saying, Rocco, you think on that. <laughs> so, all right, Craig, your turn. Would you give our listeners a little bit of your, your BricsIS and your CAD resume? Uh, thanks, Jim and Rocco. Um, I'm currently an implementation specialist with Brixis BricsCAD. Uh, before joining Brixis, I worked as a technician in the civil design industry for roughly 19 years. 
doing anything from bridges, roads, airports, surveying, and uh, land acquisition. And after Eventually, my own <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Uh, eventually becoming a uh, certified cab professional and uh, cab manager. And every one of those experiences along the way provided so much perspective and really helped me understand the many facets of what it takes to not only get the job done, but have the right tools and set up for the task. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So, all right. So, so obviously, right, we're going to focus on making the transition to BricsCAD today from one of the more expensive and probably less effective CAD systems that you may already be working in. But the concepts and the concerns that we're going to talk about today, they're, they're really universal. Um, and, you know, so, you know, we have all spent years learning our, our current CAD systems. Um, and even when you feel that there's a better system out there for you, like BricsCAD, um, you, you don't want to lose all of that skill and all of that knowledge and all the customization and work you've spent years developing to make your, you know, your, your, your whole system run. Um, so, so, Julie, what do you think? Is, is that a legit concern? I mean, you know, the, do people kind of run the risk of losing functionality or speed when they move to BricsCAD? No, I don't think so, because so many of your existing environment is able to migrate over very easily to BricsCAD, as well as just the the familiarity, the look of the UI of the interface. It's very similar to what a lot of people are currently using. So the, you know, the learning curve is pretty short, and Craig's going to talk uh, a lot about what to bring over and how to bring that over. It, it The goal is to replicate your existing environment as much as possible as we can in BricsCAD to make that transition easy. There you go. Easy is good. So Rocco, let's wake you up over there, you know, snoozing in the corner. Uh, what, what are the, the biggest concerns that you get from clients on, on moving to BricsCAD? I mean, do you, do you see that? Is it cost? Is it fear? Or is it something else that, that seems to delay them from kind of pulling the pin on that? You know, it, it, it really depends upon the, the the size of the the group that you're talking about making the transition to from from the sales perspective, right? I mean, if it's if it's smaller groups, you know, you, you it, it's easy to change two minds than it is to change ten minds, you know. So there, a lot of times, the, the smaller groups are more willing to 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 make the move and 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 they see the benefit and they open up BricsCAD and they see this this is this is this is AutoCAD, you know. Um, when it comes to when it comes to larger groups, you know, then it's like, well, I, you, you got to get buy-in from a lot more people. You got to change a lot of minds. People, not everybody likes change, and so you kind of you're pulling people along. So that's that's what I see. Corporate immobility always a problem. Um, okay, so you know, I I think that. A big part of making CAD migration a more comfortable process for people lies in properly planning out the process, right? A mistake that I've seen a lot in the past is when management buys a new system like, like BricsCAD and, and they say, okay, you know, we're changing over this system beginning next week. Um, and if you guys are lucky, right, you get a single training class and then you're off to the races. Uh, you know, and you look at that and you say, well, no wonder people are terrified of moving to a, a new CAD system, even when they can see the benefits, getting that drop down, you'll make your life crazy. Um, and I think that, you know, planning everything out carefully in advance makes this a much better process for everybody. So, Craig, uh, when when our listeners, you know, look to make the move to BricsCAD, where, where should they start, right? What are those key first steps to beginning a reliable migration to BricsCAD? That is a great question. 
Um, I do believe this is where most of the procrastination starts and ends. Um, as Raku kind of mentioned, it can come down to like the fear of the unknown or the reluctancy to change. And while the entire migration process can seem overwhelming, it really isn't. The first step is to know your environment, and which comes back to Jim's point about planning. You know, when when does your current contract expire, your current CAG contract? When does that expire? How many users do you have? What types of licenses will you need? Are there various regions or offices that you will need to support in the process? Where are your plotter configurations within those offices, and how many are there? Do you have list routines or third-party apps, in-house customizations? Uh, conversely, where and what is that old junk that's been around forever that people no longer use? And let's make sure that's not coming with us, right? So that being said, without the right people in the room, it's really tough to know all the answers. So it's crucial to gather a, a very broad cross-section of all the users, which may include the cab manager, IT administration, senior technicians, subject matter experts. And uh, keep in mind, this isn't just specific to one office and one location. So there's a variety of aspects to consider in this. And once these questions begin to have some answers, it really diminishes that fear and produces the confidence internally that a software migration is not only attainable, but can be accomplished efficiently. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. So, all right, so, so Julie, um, in terms of like timeline and, and actual process, uh, what do you recommend for our listeners who are looking to move over to a system like BricsCAD? That a plan is a absolute must because you do need to have a timeline and a list of what needs to be migrated or ported over. Uh, and it's important to, to have some time in that plan for testing. And this is where it gets a little tricky because you want enough time for that um, plan to be thorough, but you don't want it to take too long so that there's no sense of urgency. Sometimes we, you want to work back if you have a subscription renewal coming up. You want everything to be done before that renewal takes place so you can maybe run some things parallel for a couple of weeks. But it's also important to really go through your paces. Take a project or part of a project that's already been completed and now replicate that in BricsCAD to make sure all your clicks and everything work. And that way you're just concentrating on getting the job done without having to do design or engineering work because that's already been figured out. Yeah, nice. So, you know, one, one thing that we always recommend for our clients uh, when they're moving to BricsCAD, and I know that you, you both do this as well, um, and Julie even talked about it there a little bit, is having them run a sandbox or a test environment before trying to roll BricsCAD out into the production in, environment. Um, so, so, Craig, how important do you think a test project is, and, and how do you normally set that up for your clients? Well, testing a project is the ultimate verification that BricsCAD can replace your current CAD program, right? So, considering we encounter a variety of different design industries, we generally ask the client to utilize BricsCAD on a current in-house project, as Julie mentioned, or recreate a previous project. And they do that uh, in tandem with their current CAD software, so they still have access to both. And like Julie mentioned, we encourage really choosing a project that is diverse enough to provide a really good cross-section of the work. And by working on a current pro project that is diverse, this vets their current workflows, processes, and ultimately demonstrates that BricsCAD works well or even better than what they're currently using. Fair, fair. 
Um, all right, so so Julie, you know, um, I think you know BricsCAD licensing options um, can can make you know CAD managers and, and and IT folks it can make their life a lot easier during the migration. Um, can can you kind of explain the concept of BricsCAD network licensing and the benefits of of it in in this kind of a migration? Sure. So a network license is a license that's available over the company's network. And what's important is that license can be shared by multiple people. So you don't, we don't require every single person that needs to touch BricsCAD to have their own specific license. So first of all, this is a huge cost savings for our customers because maybe they have people that only need to get into BricsCAD once or twice a week. Well, they don't need a full-blown license on their own. So that's, that's one benefit. Also, some of the IT groups like the network license models because they have more control on deploying BricsCAD and keeping it up to date. So I think those are the two two biggest advantages. Craig, is there anything you want to add to that? Well, I think that's where Brixis has the upper hand on a lot of other CAD software platforms. Uh, yeah. We still do offer network licensing, which it kind of goes in, uh, in tandem with the way uh, we like to, we have a term around Brix is called customer obsessed. And we like to believe that uh, unlike some of the other CAD software programs, the cloud-based or subscription licensed only CAD tools, BrixCAD lets you decide what to buy based on your actual needs. There you go. What a concept. Letting the customer decide what <laughs> they need. Hmm. Good concept. I like it. All right. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here so we can get in a word from today's sponsor. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk more with Julie and Craig about migrating to Brixis, so or BricsCAD, excuse me. Stand by, folks. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the Catacall Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's episode of the Cattle Call Podcast is brought to you by Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. We're bringing ourselves to you. Aren't we nice? So we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, some of the things that we offer at Zentech Consultants. In particular, we wanted to talk to you today about our offerings around developing and upgrading your CAD standards. We are here to help you guys with all of your CAD standard needs from ongoing drafting and design support to block and library development, full CAD standards development, right? CAD version upgrades, really whatever it is that you guys need when it comes to developing, implementing, and tweaking your current CAD standards. Or like I said, if you don't have any yet, we can help you build them from scratch. So Rocco, why don't you tell all the good folks how they can reach out to us and start that conversation? Yeah, there's a lot of information people on our website, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K, consultants.net. Or you can give us a call, 866-824-4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. Ooh, nice. CAD Standards from Zentech Consultants. You're listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cattle Call Podcast, where we're talking with Julie and Craig uh, from Brixis about migrating from your stodgy old CAD setup to the more advanced BricsCAD system and how easy that transition can be. Um, and in this half of the show, I want to focus on some of the particulars of the migration process, right? And kind of what you need to know to make the move quick and efficient. Um, and one of the things that I personally like about BricsCAD is that it lets you carry over a lot of the native functionality and the customizations and configurations that you've put together in your current CAD system. Um, in other words, almost everything you know and a lot of what you've built 
actually carries directly across when you make this shift. Um, so, so Craig, in terms of uh, customization for things like you know templates and plotting and so on, what comes across in BricsCAD without needing any change? In other words, what is just kind of a copy and go feature? Well, when it comes to not needing any changes at all, your templates, your sheet sets, your blocks, they can stay exactly where they are, provided that they're not embedded within a CAD software folder. So some clients like to have uh, their PC3 files copied to each machine. Some of them have them on a network. So this kind of also depends on the current IT environment of the client. But the PC3 files can remain in a network location or they can be copied into a C drive on, in a Brixis support folder um, along with any customized partial CUIs. There are a couple additional files that can be copied to the Brixis support folder and renamed to further replicate your current customizations. Uh, for example, if migrating from, let's say, AutoCAD, uh, there's an ACAD PGP file that controls the command modifications. That can be copied and into the Brixis support folder and renamed to default PGP. And the same applies to when BricsCAD starts up, it automatically looks for an AutoLisp file that's been called OnStartLisp, and it executes any code that it finds in the file. So if previous modifications have been made to your ACAD list, you can copy that and rename it to OnStartLisp, shove that in the Brixis folder, and it will read all your previous list customizations. And that's amazing. And the fact you can just, you know, repoint your, your paths in BricsCAD to where stuff is today and, and a couple of things just rename the files you've been using for years. That covers about 80% of the headaches right there. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's really nice. So, but you know, there's always two, two sides to each coin. So, so Julie, on the <laughs> other side of this coin, right? What pieces of our listeners CAD set up that they're working in today might need to be looked at a little more closely when they're moving over to BricsCAD? Couple things come to mind. One being any custom routines, for example, list routines, uh, those should be tested. They might require a little bit of tweaking just because we have some things that AutoCAD doesn't have, for, for example. And to help with doing some of that debugging, BricsCAD includes a utility called Blade. Blade is the BricsCAD Lisp Advanced Development Environment. It's it's It allows you to interactively edit and de debug Lisp applications right within BricsCAD itself. Also, uh, some custom toolbars or tool palettes might need a little bit of tweaking as well. Uh, another thing that we generally recommend, and Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, but profiles generally cannot be ported over. Um, so you'll need to use a default BricsCAD profile or create a new one, but you can make some changes to that and you can import partial SUI files over from your existing CAD system and bring that into BricsCAD too. Yeah, Julie, you're correct with the profiles based upon the way the pathing is set for specific programs. You can't necessarily take an AutoCAD path and shove it into BricsCAD. <laughs> While they're compatible, they're not that compatible. There you go. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, from my own standpoint, I, I, I one of the things I always did whenever I did any kind of an upgrade was make people lose or rebuild their Profiles. Um, I, I'm just a big fan of centralized company-based profiles and not individual profiles, but that's just me. It's something that always bugged me when I was running CAD management. Uh, so Rocco, are, you know, I know there's a little bit more tech, right? But are, are these back-end configuration items a big concern? 
for our clients when you talk about, you know, making the move to BricsCAD? Or do you think that people are, are just more focused on the day-to-day tools? Yeah, it, most of the people are, are are focused on day-to-day, but where you have larger offices, you know, CAD, CAD managers obviously are are most concerned about um, these these kinds of topics that we're talking about. But uh, a lot of folks that we that we work with on the day to day are are just concerned about it being an easy to use, you know, cost effective um, CAD platform, and that's that's where Bricks CAD comes into play, and that's that's what makes them happy. Okay, fair enough. Um, so yeah, you know, look, you know, moving to Bricks CAD. Uh, it, it's a really easy process, right? Particularly for folks who are moving from the Autodesk world. Um, you know, to, to be fair though, easy isn't always simple, right? Um, you know, even in a well-designed migration process with careful planning, there are always going to be things that can't translate, like Craig was saying before, they can't translate directly from one system to another. Um, you know, and having worked with both, you know, Craig and Julie before, I know that they're not afraid to give us honest answers about the areas that you guys listening are going to want to pay extra attention to in this. Um, so, so Craig, what are the, what are the kind of the gotcha areas of the migration process that folks need to focus on, right? What are the ones that, that come up most often when you get tech calls and so on? Well, of course, there's going to be a few of those gotcha moments. Uh, the first one being any kind of uh, Lisp, ARX to BRX, C++, VBA or .NET. Um, those, those are where maybe the customer would need to recompile code. And that's where we also try to attempt to uncover those in the beginning of discovery. Uh, we encounter that, we also encounter that after, you know, three weeks of discovery, we'll have discussions with the customer and then all of a sudden we'll hear, oops, we forgot to include Joe that's in our California office and he has <laughs> 417 list routines. Oh, only right? 417? Hardly any. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> So, you know, there are certain proprietary customizations that we cannot legally migrate, uh, which includes, but it's not limited to dynamic blocks. So while we can utilize the parameters and bring in the dynamic blocks from AutoCAD, we can't modify the block itself. Uh, but that's also why BriskCAD offers parametric blocks. But at the same time, we're willing to work with your firm and your company to figure out what's the best way moving forward with the dynamic blocks and for those to eventually be utilized within BriskCAD. Okay, good, good. So, all right, so Julie, kind of you know, in terms of overcoming overcoming those those gotcha items that Craig was just talking about, right? How do people get you know help and support and training on handling those problems during a BriskCAD migration? We have several different options. Of course, our help system has a lot of great information and that can be accessed directly from within BricsCAD or simply online. So you don't even have to have BricsCAD open to get into the online help. It's a searchable help system. It also has a learning section with tutorials. You can uh, search on which edition you're using. Uh, we also have within BricsCAD itself, there's a learn tab on the getting started page which also provides sample files, links to tutorials there as well. We have a user-based help forum where users can post and answer questions from other users. And the Brixis staff does monitor that, so uh, we do occasionally uh, answer questions there too. We also have a Brixis YouTube channel that has a ton of videos. Many of the videos are training-related and are 
anywhere from a couple of minutes to close to an hour in length. So great information there. If you still need a bit more assistance, and once you set up your account with Brixis, which you probably have done if you've already downloaded our software, you can su submit a support ticket right to our support group. Even if you're running a trial version of, of BricsCAD, you can do that. So lots of different areas and different ways to get some assistance. You forgot the most important one, Julie. I invite you, you. on my podcast and you leave me hanging. You. <laughs> I was waiting for that. You yep. can you. They can, call, they can call Zentech. We're here to help. Uh, but the great thing is that support structure does actually, when you go in and open them tickets, when you're working with Zentech, it comes right to us and, and we'll be there to help you as well. Uh, but all right. So, you know, we've, we've talked about BricsCAD a lot on this podcast, not just today, but overall. Um, and it's not just because Zentech is a BricsCAD partner. We are. Uh, but but because Rocco and I honestly believe in this product and, and the positive impact that it can have for our listeners, right? I mean, one thing we have focused on in, in previous shows is, is that move from AutoCAD to BricsCAD because it's such a simple change for end users, right? And, and Autodesk is the, the CAD behemoth <laughs> here in North America, right? Uh, you know, but, but the they're not the only player out there, though. Um, and, and I've had people ask about the move between other CAD systems like MicroStation and BricsCAD. So I figured I would get the experts to kind of weigh in on this for us today. Uh, so they, they know more about this than I do. So, so Craig, what's the, what's the overall process like for moving to BricsCAD from a system like MicroStation or, or another CAD system that isn't Autodesk-based? That's an excellent question. Uh, we've encountered more and more MicroStation conversions over the past couple of years or so. And getting a DGN into BricsCAD it can be very uh, accomplished very simply by using a DGN import command, and those DGN files can be imported directly into BricsCAD. Um, there are some decisions that need to be made when you're converting from or you're migrating from BricsCAD or from MicroStation to BricsCAD. Excuse me. Um, like, how do we, as in the customer, how do they cut ties from the software? How do you manage your old files, even the levels and the colors? versus layers, how to switch layers over, color tables. So the biggest difference with those conversions isn't necessarily the migration of the tools, but the hurdle that I see is overcoming the overall terminology and the commands and the workflow differences. You know, let's say you're designing a swimming pool. The specific design standards for that swimming pool won't change regardless what program you're working in, but the process and the workflow, the look and the feel, they're vastly different. So I want to be completely transparent. It does take more effort to migrate in those cases. But we, what we do find that it's most beneficial to establish a proposal for support for, at, for those migrations because they do take much more planning and training. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And, and I will agree with you and say, you know, we, we've seen that as well, right? More and more people who are looking to move out of the MicroStation into the bigger, even even folks who have considered moving to the Autodesk platform from MicroStation, you, you have to make that big lift. They're completely different systems. But I will say, if you're thinking along those lines, you definitely want to look at BricsCAD. You get the same functionality, but better. Um, all right, so so Julie, right? So I guess kind of the follow-up, the big question that, that comes up a lot when talking to people about BricsCAD, particularly for these other CAD systems, um, is is file compatibility, right? We know that BricsCAD uses the same native DWG files that you know the Autodesk world does. But what else can it work with, and how do users make that conversion happen? 
So first of all, yes, with native DWG support, I do want to point out that you can just open your existing DWGs there. You don't have to migrate it. You just open it up in BricsCAD and continue working. And within BricsCAD, we can also uh, directly open DXF files, DWT files, your templates, your, D your standard files, plus uh, Windows metafiles, MicroStation DGN files. We also support Revit, Rhino, SketchUp, and IFC Foundation classes with BricsCAD BIM. Um, and if you need to import or export geometry from other major, what I call more of the mechanical programs, then you will probably want to purchase the BricsCAD Communicator add-on software. This is an add-on tool that also supports additional file formats, ACES, CATIA, IGES, STEP, those types of things. Um, Communicator does run on all of the BricsCAD editions except for Lite. And it's a seamless integration. Most people, they install it and they don't realize, you know, where there, there's no separate toolbar. It's just in your file import and, ex, and, and export. So um, lots of different file formats there. Very easy to do. Also, I do want to mention that when you need to do a file save as just within BricsCAD itself, we can actually save down to the AutoCAD R14 file format as a DWG and even further back as a DXF. So a lot of people still have some old files or need to, to submit files in older formats, and we can absolutely do that. One caution, or not a caution, but just one thing I do want to, to mention is all of these file formats are supported in BricsCAD in Windows, running on a Windows system. We do also have BricsCAD running on a Mac OS and Linux, but not all of these additional file formats are available with uh, the Mac OS and the Linux. Fair, fair. That's a good safety tip. I, I will say, you know, the, the, you know the, the, the amount of files that, that you can import through BricsCAD always staggers me. You know, it really <laughs> is amazing. You just see the list is crazy long, uh, which is great. So, all right, folks, you know, as always, whenever I have guests on the show, um, you know, I, I like to let them close things out by telling our listeners something that Jim just wasn't smart enough to ask about. So, all right, Craig, we'll start with you, right? What, what else should people know about migrating to BricsCAD? Well, it's not really convenient to listen to the podcast. You might be in your car. You might be walking your dog uh, to grab a pen and, and a piece of paper to write all this stuff down. It can be a little difficult. So I would encourage people to check out a specific migration web page that we have that is uh, it's backslash backslash blog.brixis.com slash migration. And there are not only blogs available that provide further detailed explanations of everything we discussed today, but we also have a downloadable quick start migration guide which walks users through the bulk of the migration process. And if I'm not mistaken, Jim and Rocco also have a copy of that quick start migration <laughs> we guide. Do. So you can always reach out to them and they'd be happy See, to provide Craig didn't you. leave me hanging, Julie, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pull me back. <laughs> but, you know, we, we do understand that people like to learn in different ways. So as Julie mentioned, you can find a lot of our information on the on Brixis.com as well as visiting our YouTube page. And before I go, I will say that before I joined BricsCAD, I was looking into an AutoCAD alternative 
when I was a cab manager at the civil engineering firm. And from my personal experience, a relatively straight migration from AutoCAD to BricsCAD can be done in about an hour. And users can be productive within an afternoon. Yeah. So that's that's kind of puts a, a bow on the whole entire process that, you know, it, it can be done relatively quickly um, as long as you have the, the right kind of system and uh, and information in place. So hopefully we've provided that to you today. Perfect. All right. So, Julie, same question for you then. Right. What what did I forget to hit on on today's show? What do you want to tell folks? I would tell folks to just create an account on Brixis.com, download the software, and try it for yourself. There's there's no substitute for actually seeing and getting your hands into it and just using it. And I think most people will be pretty surprised at how smooth a transition it can be. And that download of the trial software is fully functioning, and it's free. 30 days, no charge. We don't even ask for your credit card. There you go. That's perfect. And I, I can't agree. I mean, both of you hit the, the same point, and it's what drew me to BricsCAD in the first place, which is the fact that you literally can take any any CAD drafter out there, put them in front of it, and say, go to work. And they don't need any training. They can just go and be productive. It's, it's crazy how easy that is to make that transition. All right, folks. So with that, I want to thank Craig and Julie from Brixis, both of you guys, so much for being here today. We always love having you guys on. Appreciate it. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for no problem, guys. All right. So with that said, folks, we're going to bounce out of here and we will catch you all next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you could even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.